welcome to the Fashion Grunge Podcast. I'm Lauren. Hi, I'm Charles. We're talking like Thanksgiving movies that we should have talked before, but I guess we're doing it after because it's still the same weekend. But we're talking The Ice Storm from 1997, directed by Ang Lee. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, I've never seen it, heard of it, saw the cast. I was like, okay, Thanksgiving movie. I just did Pieces of April, and I was like, okay, this is a good, like, they both have Katie Holmes. Like, that was just a complete coincidence. But I was like, okay, cool. Like, this will be rad. And then I thought this was the first time you'd seen it, but I'd never seen it, but you have seen it before. Yeah, I think I probably rented it at some point, like, shortly after it was released. And then I think I've seen it again at some point in the last oh. 20 years. Um, but this is my first time seeing it for a while. Um, and I have to say, it really, um, this movie is. A, a lot like fine wine you know like you sort of appreciate it the more it ages um, yeah like this is but, very weird yeah it's a very like odd it's a cool movie but my first impression was that it i had heard about it obviously because the cast but it has that same filming vibe um that happened a lot in like the mid mid to i guess like most of the 90s maybe is like affluent families and kind of these like dark kind of family dramas Mm -hmm. and this reminded me of like american beauty yeah i i have to say a like good a good a good domestic suburban thriller is probably not thriller but you know like drama is like probably one of my favorite genres of movie Mm -hmm. um just um like others include like ordinary people like you know um uh in in the in the bedroom with Tom <laughs> yeah. Wilkinson Sissy Spacek and, and I'm, I'm I'm serious it's like two and a half hours of Sissy Spacek like ch- chopping vegetables um <laughs> this like, movie totally reminded me of in the bedroom I was thinking I was like Charles is gonna put this in that same category because <laughs> yeah. in some parts of this movie it's very slow and just like exteriors of like houses and then like people in bed and like <laughs> yeah. just talking about bullshit and like random Sigourney Weaver like sprinkled in <laughs> <laughs> just like just you know people like awkwardly walking into rooms and going oh i i hey uh what (laughs) walking in on your daughter fooling around with some guy wearing like a nixon mask i was like what the fuck's happening what is this this is like really strange i was like ang lee but what i loved about it so much was i loved the cinematography and like production design Mm -hmm. yeah along with the directing i thought was so good like yeah i so good yeah i i I, I really loved how the tensions and tend tend like start to ratchet up a lot more throughout throughout the movie yeah just i don't know it was it was good yeah i enjoyed it and i love some of the the kind of surprise actors like i love seeing alice and janney (laughs) (laughs) like i had no idea she was in it and i loved the part that she played like the host of the key party just a whole lot of like i went in expecting one thing and then i uh, like in the third act, I was like, "Wow, we're like full on key party mm-hmm. swinger." Like, what? Where is like when is Michael Douglas going to walk through the door? And this is turning into like <laughs> Basic Instinct. Like, what's happening? Like, what kind of story am I watching? I I was just like, were our parents at this as this irresponsible with us? Like, I, mean, I, like, I was like, I don't want to ask my parents like if you've been to a swinger I, party because they would lie. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's probably better to not know. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I was like, this is kind of, like, eerie, because we were, like, Christina Ricci and Elijah Elijah Wood is what? Supposedly a little older than Christina in this? I, th- I think they're supposed to be, like, around the same age. How old is the brother, though? That young brother that she gets with? He's, like, she's supposed to be 14. He looked really yeah. young. Yeah, he looked, he, he looked younger. He looked, like, 12, 13, maybe. Yeah, I guess so. But I was just like, this is this is like the age we were at this time. I was like, is this what's going on? <laughs> like, what the fuck? Like, the neighbor, like, this, that close, but yet so far. Like, Tobey Maguire just completely being Peter Parker. Yeah. I was like, God, no wonder Leo, like, surpassed you and was like, sorry, guy. <laughs> I'll try to get you in some of the movies I'm in, but, like, eh. I just never have been like a fan of Toby. Like nothing against him personally, but his acting style has just never been like. I've never really like 
I don't know, enjoyed it, I guess. I mean, mm-hmm. it's okay, but I'm not ever, like, really into, like, the characters that he plays that much. He's never really... I've, I've never really thought about him long enough to, to long enough to form a like solid opinion on him, you know. Yeah, that's like, a good one too. Yeah, like, I mean, um, yeah, I guess know. he's not someone that I dislike, which is actually probably worse that I have mm-hmm. no real reason to dislike him. It's worse that I'm more apathetic about him because that like, means you've made no impact. He's like the type of actor who, whenever I come on screen, I don't like, I, I don't cringe, I, I, I don't, you know, get mad, I, but I don't get excited. But I do sort of wait for a scene to be over and for someone more interesting to come along, you know? So Basically, I was screaming when I realized I had no idea that Elijah Wood and Christina Ricci were in this. Because I knew that they were in Yellow Jackets. And I yeah. don't think I knew that they were in a movie, like, when they were younger. And then, in, in like, that it was a reunion for Yellow Jackets. This is the greatest couple that never was, I'm telling yeah. you. I mean, it could always <laughs> still happen. We never know. That's but, true. But, like, I... I just want them to do more movies together, if anything. I love them so much together. Mm-hmm. I mean, especially in Yellow Jackets, the new season, the second season. If you haven't seen the second season, go watch it. Because our friend Mike, like, he hasn't seen the second season. I was like, it's so good. I was like, Elijah Wood's in it. Yeah, It's so good. <laughs> like, they're so good. So I love that this movie they were in together when they were younger, which is cool. Yeah. So, yeah, I like that. He's so um, funny. He's another one that looks like a kid forever. Yeah, I know. Um, it's so weird for uh, it, it's so weird for me to watch him in anything that isn't the Good Son because I just like <laughs> see him, you know, like I, I I just I just always remember that scene of you know him of him like dangling out of that treehouse and Macaulay Culkin like you know grasping his arm and he's like. Hey Henry, if I drop you, do you think you can fly? <laughs> like literally, I I did that episode with Jules like a few weeks ago, so I forgot what number it is. But we just did the Good Son, and through my rewatch of that movie, I felt like Elijah Wood had like the energy of like a thirty-seven-year-old single father. Like, <laughs> he was trying to save this fucking family like no other. He was like literally fighting for the sister, trying to grab her when like Macaulay tries to kill her in that lake. <laughs> He's yeah. like fighting for her, like risking his life off that off that cliff, and the mom like yeah. chooses him, <laughs> lets her son die. Like he was like really like I feel like he was pulling from something. I don't know <laughs> where he was getting it, but he was like he was fighting his little heart out. He really was. <laughs> he was like going everywhere trying to fight him, and Macaulay was just like channeling just some dark shit. That he's probably seen because his dad was allegedly a terror on that set. I found yeah, out. Yeah, I know. Ooh. Yeah, so like it's kind of nuts. And then his sister plays his sister in it. Oh, too. oh wow, the, the girl. That. Yeah, <laughs> you just see Elijah like Ruby. No! He's like chasing after him. Like you guys are like eight. He's <laughs> so little. But yeah, I, I do love I do love Elijah Wood. And then Frodo. I mean, he's a classic. Yeah. He just can do no wrong. But yeah, I really liked how this was. It reminded me of like American Beauty. American mm. Beauty is a little bit different, but it's the same kind of genre. Yeah. That like, you know, um, suburban. This this also has a, a lot of like heavy, like who's afraid of Virginia Woolf vibes. Oh, you know, okay. Of just, you know, of just like dr- drunken parents just being like, you know, you're the queen of the harpies, Martha. You're the queen of the harpies. Here's your crown, your majesty. You know? <laughs> uh, literally, like, sometimes I was just like, what am I watching? Like, what is going... Like, it's yeah. it's like I'm watching this super weird, like... I mean, granted, it takes place in the 70s, which I mm-hmm. think is kind of cool that it was filmed in the 90s, but it has a 70s vibe. Yeah. Like, the pacing or something with it just felt slower than movies that are in the 90s typically so i thought that was really cool i just love like the technical aspects of it too yeah no i um just um i thought i thought of the uh i thought the production design specifically the houses were like really were like really really great so good um i just love how yeah yeah like i guess at the time they were modern houses but you can see you know like um it's just so refreshing to see a house that isn't doing like the open concept design for once you know Mm -hmm. and you know they like all like have the walls built in closer and you know you you, like have like a you know you all they all have like like a conversation pit 
you know oh, I and love those. Just, like i don't know it's, they're just so cool and I you know I, I i i i i just love the clothes too so i know yeah the clothes are really cool i love how it's like 70s mm-hmm. like that's when it's taking place which is just really cool and yeah. the book, I think, was written... Okay, I forgot to mention that. It was written by Rick Moody. That's the author of the novel. And then James Shma- Shams? Shamus, maybe. Shamus? He, I think, wrote the screenplay with them. Okay. But this premiered September 27th, 1997. Okay. So, yeah. Um, cool. Well, um, oh, Mark Friedberg is the one that did the production design. And Frederick Elms did the cinematography. Um, so I thought okay. those were like standouts that were just so good in this. But okay, so behind the scenes, what um, did you get? Yeah, so I have a few things. Um, on Rotten Tomatoes, it has a critic score of eighty six percent and an audience score of eighty two percent. That's pretty good. Um, Nat- Natalie Portman was considered for the role of Wendy that eventually went to Christina Ricci. Um, I could see I, that. Um, yeah, I could too. I I personally think that that Chris Dean like hit the nail on the head with this role. She so, definitely did. I want to um, petition for Elijah Wood and Christina Ricci to do like some type of reboot of like Natural Born Killers. <laughs> <laughs> like I want to see them like going cross country, being like out of their minds. So, uh, this movie features four. I'm sorry, this movie features two Oscar winners. Being Kevin Klein and Allison Janney. Oh. Um, and it also features two other Oscar nominees, which are Sigourney Weaver and Joan Allen. Has Christina Ricci ever been nominated for an Oscar? I don't think so. Not even supporting? Nope. Oh, okay. Um, um, Winona has been, though. Hasn't she been nominated for lead? Yeah, um, I think she was nominated um, for The Age of Innocence and in Supporting. Oh, and then okay. the next year, she was nominated for the lead in Little Women. Oh, um, wow, okay. But, but I, th- I think that's it. Um, Still, though, that's pretty good. Yeah. yeah. Um, so this movie was not nominated for any Oscars. How- however, Sigourney Weaver was nominated for both a Golden Globe and a BAFTA Award. Um she uh lost the golden globe um oh, yeah the, she lose to? the uh, other nominees that year were gloria stewart for titanic <sighs> joan joan cusack for in and out julianne moore for boogie nights and the winner of that year was kim basinger for la confidential oh, i haven't seen la confidential but i do love jo- julianne moore and boogie nights yeah yeah she was really good in boogie nights um I um I, th- I think that um I think this is more or less the same gr- group of actors that were, were nominated for the Oscars. I think the only difference is that in lieu of Sigourney Weaver, Minnie Driver was nominated for Goodwill Hunting. Oh, um, but, that's so interesting because The Ice Storm is such a movie that I would thought would have been nominated for an Oscar. Yeah, same. It's in um, that category. It um it was it was nominated for both Best Supporting Actress and Best Adapted Screenplay for the BAFTA Awards. Um, and Sigourney Weaver did win the, this award. Um, That's pretty big. The other nominees that year were um, for the BAFTA were Jennifer Wilde. I'm, so, I'm sorry, Jennifer Ale and Zoe Wanamaker for the movie Wild, and oh. uh, and Leslie Sharp for for the for the Full Monty. Oh, okay. Um, but um, so yeah, she did win something. So. Yeah, that's interesting. That's like so interesting. Yeah. Huh. yeah. But what about you? Any behind the scenes? Let's see. I have. I uh, it's a seven point three out of ten on IMDb, which is kind of interesting. Uh, a little bit lower. The budget of this was eighteen million, and it made only eight million at the box office. But it was like a limited release. Mm. It wasn't like one of those like massive films. Um. Apparently, the author of the the novel loved this movie and was like sobbing throughout the credits, <laughs> which was kind of funny. Um. This is the film debuts of Katie Holmes and Sarah Thompson. Sarah Thompson plays Beth, I believe. Um, uh, who's who's Beth? She is, I think, in the classroom with Libets. Oh, okay. I think okay. she's like over there, and I think you might see her like in the dorm or some other time. Okay. She's like kind of far down, but she's um that was her film debut. And Katie Holmes, because this is right before Dawson's Creek. 
this was filmed in like 96 Mm -hmm. so dawson's creek was like came out in 98 but that was filmed in 97 so she basically got it like right after this um let's see gene siskel of siskel and ebert uh, the like crotchety film critics that we had throughout the nineties, he selected it as his best film of nineteen ninety seven. Oh, okay. So this was like kind of one of those critics' darling, darling films. Uh, Brian De Palma really loved this film. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think of what has Brian De Palma done lately. I know that he did the first Mission Impossible and Scarface, but I think he's done other famous things too. But I like Is- him. Is he a producer, director? He's a director. Uh, He probably produces too. Let me see. What has he done lately? I feel like, I feel like he's done something lately, but he's really good at like suspense. And he also did Carrie, The Untouchables, Dressed to Kill, Carlito's Way. Uh, Let's see. I don't know if he's, for some reason, I feel like I heard he was doing a new movie um, and I was like, oh, no way. Like, um, he's a really big deal. Let's see. What's he doing? No. Oh, it's two things coming up. Sweet Vengeance and Catch and Kill. So he does have two oh. things coming up. So that's pretty cool. But yeah, he also did like the Black Dahlia, um, Snake Eyes with Nicolas Cage, which is pretty good. Mm. Um, yeah, he's done like a ton. He's like a... a Wait, is Snake Eyes the one also with David Caruso? The one... Uh, is he in that? It's is David it... Kep, I think his name is. Okay. Is David Caruso in that? Oh no, the other guy from from CSI is in it. Gary Sinise. Oh okay. He okay. was in CSI in New York. They both are in CSIs, but I don't think I'm looking now. At... Yeah, I don't remember him being in it. No, he's not in this one. Okay, never mind. I love David Caruso though. <laughs> I love him in NYPD Blue. He's like so good <laughs> in that. It's another show I have to finish that I started, but it's like a really long show. So it's like mm. almost impossible. That's basically all I have for behind the scenes. There wasn't like a ton. I don't think there was that much drama going on yeah, in this cool. movie. Um, okay, fashion. Carol Oditz is the uh, costume designer. Uh, bravo, Carol. Right? Bravo. So good. Uh, what are some of your faves? Um, okay, I love the outfit. It takes place, um, takes, um, takes place when Joan Allen is in the kitchen. And she's wearing this sort of that beige house suit with the white blouse. Oh yeah. Underneath. Um I love um I love Sigourney Weaver's dress that she wears to to the key party. Um that that like a uh, black dress where she has those big beads. Yeah, all it's like wooden. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're like wooden beads. All of her outfits are so good. I um I queened out over Christina Ricci's red poncho. Like oh I my lost, God, I, <laughs> I lost it. <laughs> like um, it's so good. Um, it's just I was like, I want that in at least five d- different colors and at least five sizes too big. Like I just I want that poncho in my life. <laughs> so, um, I loved um. Um, I loved uh, I loved um, the coat that Sigourney Weaver is wearing in the scene when she comes home and Elijah Wood is like playing with firecrackers. Oh my um, god! Oh no, Sandy's playing with firecrackers. It's the other kid, right? Oh, I it's it's one of one kids. of them, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of those um, kids, yeah. But it's um, it's like that brown. It's like that brown, like mauve coat. And um, you know, like it has like the uh, like fur cuffs and like oh, collar. I know it's like plaid kind of. Yeah, and then she's wearing sure that like um orange like burnt that orange like burnt sienna skirt with like black stockings. So cool. Yeah, it's and so I'm not, fucking cool. And I'm not sure if this technically counts as a costume scene, but I really love the scene where Kevin Klein is like strutting around their their like house just like in his boxers <laughs> <laughs> he looks so good it's very like big chill vibes yeah yeah too like this movie is very like takes place in a house like very like few locations except for like them being on bikes and like mm-hmm. stealing from pharmacies and shit like that yeah. <laughs> but um but it felt very like cozy 
Like, yeah, everyone. yeah, yeah. But I uh, Sigourney Weaver's like brocade coat with that fur collar mm-hmm. and that brown like belt that she was belting it in when she had that whip, you know, like yeah. that one. Yeah, <laughs> so good. All of her outfits were like she had that really cool purple. It looked like it was a jumpsuit. It was like yeah, the first time yeah. we saw her when people were over, and then she was like doing the dishes, and Joan Allen like comes up to her and she's like, "I'll help." She's like, "No, please stop. <laughs> Don't." <laughs> Like, she looked really cool there. And I love that Joan Allen just looks like a perfectly, like, arranged porcelain doll. Yeah. She just looks so fragile in every movie, even in, like, Face Off. (laughs) She just, like, she's always just so fragile, even in, like, The Notebook. Even Mm -hmm. when she's in, like, the Bourne series, where she's, like, this badass, like, leader of the CIA. She still just looks so fragile, even though she's, like, a really strong character. But yeah, I also love that her outfit matches that crazy green kitchen. Yeah. That they have yeah. this like neon green, which is very like late 60s, early 70s, which I think is cool. The interiors were like of the time, which is really neat, but still kind of 90s at the same time. Mm-hmm. So I like that. All the windows in like the modern house, it's like in the middle of just like the winter. Yeah. And you can I, see um, everything. I, I love those. I love those pants that she wears to the key party too it looks sort of like they're made out they're like crocheted or made out of like yeah. um, yarn or something uh-huh there's um, a lot of that yarn mm-hmm. that like yarn uh crochet style even uh mikey has it he has like a turtleneck and then there's like a vest yeah. that's like oh, knit God, that... <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> that's like super 70s it was like the that, most ultimate 70s that outfit looked so itchy and hot like mm-hmm. it looks so uncomfortable. Like it looks like something my mom would make me wear to the goddamn Messiah at the Kennedy Center. <laughs> so, like, so funny. Like it looked like a little kid's outfit. Yeah. It didn't yeah. look like someone his age was gonna be wearing it. But I did love all of Christina's like sweaters. She has that one green one that has the tree on it. Mm-hmm. And then she has like the cape, which is amazing. She has those really cool pajamas that are like green. Yeah. Um, that kind of I love her room is also green. Her room is like this mint green, which I think is really cool. She has this like really weird crochet top that she wears with like a navy turtleneck. Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool. But yeah, I mean, I, I love Christina Ricci like in any and everything. And I love Mikey's like bright red jacket that he kind of dies in. Yeah. <laughs> but I did like that one. I mean, he dies, but he looks great. He, so. Yeah. I mean, he he does, but... That was really weird. I kind of, like, wasn't expecting that. I was like, wait, what? I was like, that can happen? (laughs) Yeah, I was like, shit. And I was like, why didn't he, like, if he saw it flying around and you're sitting on metal, like, why would you not, like, get up and be like, oh, fuck. Just, like, get on the ground. Like, I mean, it can't burn the ground, right? It's, like, the metal. Because the metal's the conductor, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. And it looked like it was a low amount of voltage. Like, it didn't, like, mm-hmm. he didn't, you know how, well, this is also a film, too, so I don't know how scientifically accurate this is, but you know how when they show sometimes people getting electrocuted in that kind of way, they, like, fly? Yeah. Like, the the voltage, like, you know, lifts them off the ground and they fly several feet, but he didn't really move. Like, I mean, yeah. I'm sure it's a high voltage because it's a, it's a power line that's in the neighborhood, so I'm sure it's, like, an insanely high voltage, but the way that it didn't show, like, the whole guardrail, like lighting up like you know how they do in like some movies and stuff Mm -hmm. so i didn't know if he was dead i was like oh shit maybe he just like you know passed out yeah and then maybe someone but i i don't know i mean maybe he was just killed instantly i'm assuming i was like god that was really sad but i did like the coat (laughs) and the (laughs) boots and he was like jumping up and down on that diving board i was like that that scene was stressing me out (laughs) i know i was like what the fuck and you were saying when when you were texting me you were like none of these people are likable i was like yeah they kind of (laughs) it's kind of like this weird pacing where you just are like huh (laughs) no i mean they're they're just i mean i i i I like that they didn't i I like they didn't really i don't think they really tried to make them be likable people they were just i think they're just like honest portrayals of like you know like like actual people mm-hmm. so you know it felt it felt very realistic but it was you know i'm just saying it's hard it's hard to find a hero to root for exactly oh yeah you know? no not like, at all i like could care less about what happens to any of these people <laughs> i was just like 
whatever. I was like, Joan Allen, get yours. Yeah. <laughs> like, she tried to, which was kind of awkward, but at least she kind I, of attempted. I guess that counts as sex. Like, I mean, <laughs> it counts as something. She took the initiative, you know? Yeah. So I guess that's better than nothing at all, but... But yeah, I did feel kind of bad. I was like, oh, damn. Damn, you do all this work to actually go to a key party and make a stand and go like, I know you're fucking that amazing woman, Sigourney Weaver, who dresses incredibly. <laughs> but I've got to try to get you back. The pool of guys that was at that party was a sad display. <laughs> so yes. she really didn't have, like, she kind of got the best um, of the guys, I think. Um, yeah. Just even by by default, she got the best one. The other I, ones were like gross. I do like that part of, of of the key party when all the guys are like kind of like nervous and they're waiting for like that fat lady to draw draw the key, and they're just like, "Oh, please don't let it be me." You know? I know. <laughs> I was like, "This is so <laughs> so fucking weird." I was like, for, 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 first of all, she, I mean, it seems like." But it seems like once she drew that guy's key, he was like kind of into it. He was like, "All right, yeah. let's let's let's, let, let's do this," you know. Like, I was like, "You all did it." I don't understand. Yeah. Like, you did it with the knowing that it would be anyone that could would and be participating. You don't have to do anything if you want to just give her a ride oh. home. Then just do that, you know. Yeah, like, seriously. Like, what the fuck? I don't know. The the key party thing I felt like mildly like uncomfortable. I was like, this got really aggressive. <laughs> yeah. Especially when they when when Allison Jenny opens the door and she's like, Here's the bowl, you know, you don't have to participate. I was like, how weird is it to go to a party and know that like not everyone is participating? Yeah. Let's say you put your key in the bowl and you like meet cool people there and this is what you're into, and you meet like a really cool couple, and then you're like, wait, I thought everyone was doing this. Because if you yeah. meet, what if you like say something to a couple thinking like everyone's put their keys in the bowl, that's why we're here. And then how do you like, no, like I, I feel like it has to be either you put your keys in or that's the price of entry. If it's going to yeah. be a swinger party, I don't know how you could like half and half this. Like it's, it's kind of strange. Cause I would feel like you would really embarrass yourself by like hitting on other couples that are there thinking everyone's into it so but i didn't think it was really funny that it was like a very 70s i i i have to say as weird as this party was i thought that allison jane was a really great hostess like i mean you know she was very she was really warm she was really welcoming you know like you know she um you know like um she you know i don't know she i think she did her best to make everyone feel like comfortable and at home you know i was I was like, if this weren't a key party, I'd like to want to go. <laughs> like, I know, right? She seemed really funny, just like how I wish she was my teacher from 10 Things I Hate About You. Yeah. Like, I I love just, like, her demeanor and basically anything. Isn't she in the West Wing? Yeah. Oh, shit. Another yeah. show I have to see. Yeah, she basically plays herself, too. Oh, really? Oh, she doesn't play, like, a quiet kind of... No, no, no. She, oh, like, good. She plays oh, okay. kind of just, like... I, I think she... I think for the first few seasons she plays the press secretary oh Um, i was gonna ask was she first lady or she was like a staff member and then and then at some point she becomes the chief of staff so oh yeah is that the highest like in the white house is it chief of staff is are they like the the top yeah yeah i mean they're i mean you know i mean next to the president like you know i mean they're the ones who are basically running the entire country so yeah i was gonna say because they confer with like all the other like the schedule yeah and yeah like the real nitty-gritty like of Mm -hmm. every the everyday shit yeah yeah god how nuts i couldn't even imagine that'd be hell like doing yeah i know (laughs) like you'd never sleep how the fuck would you sleep like i feel like it's an impossibility yeah i i imagine you probably don't sleep very well so (laughs) no um so paul's fashion what i mean why toby mcguire what is up with your hair i i like i I sort of felt like felt like paul's storyline kind of like wasn't needed really because oh that's what a shame (laughs) because because like i mean i like i felt like it was just like drawing attention away from like the storyline that i wanted you know which is taking place at like you know in the neighborhood and you're like taking time away from like all this like from this like total shit show to see some guy go to new york to like trying to hang out with a girl who doesn't like him right like i mean who who is like within minutes after you've 
gotten there, she goes, you can get home okay, right, Paul? Yeah. <laughs> why didn't you leave then? That's why I was like, oh, dude, uh, David Krumholtz over here, whatever his name is, his roommate, like, he got there. She invited him. Yeah. As soon as I saw him, I'd have been like, fuck, I'm out. Yeah. Like, obviously, no. But, yeah, I feel like I do really like Katie Holmes, but, like, she didn't need... Her or David Krumholtz weren't needed. Yeah. They just, like, yeah, his story, if they were going to develop it, I feel like they should have developed it more in a different way to make us really care mm -hmm. about Paul. I guess he was the thread because he was, like, coming back to the town. So, like, that was, like, I, the order. And but... I guess without him, you don't get that great shot at the end of, like, the whole family picking him up from the train station. Yeah, and... And you get the, like, non-linear story, how you see, like, what happened in the very beginning with, like, the the frozen train and yeah. how that power outage, like, what that was and all that kind of stuff. But I yeah. also don't know about the book. I don't know how true this is to the book. Maybe that's, like, a sequence in the book. Mm. And, and that's, like, maybe it's written from Paul's. I think Paul has the monologues, right? So it's kind of like yeah. Paul's point of view. So I'm thinking that we're almost in Paul's shoes as we're watching this, as we're yeah. in this film, basically, because mm -hmm. we don't see him all that much. But yeah, we kind of see his... It's funny that Katie Holmes was, like, rich <laughs> yeah. in this, because she never plays that character at all. Yeah. Like, she always <laughs> plays the girl from the wrong side of the tracks, like, always. So it was really funny when they're like, yeah, she's going to be, like, holed up in her penthouse with, like, just wads of cash. I was like, Joey Potter. Heading <laughs> <laughs> up in her penthouse, wads of cash. This is not like Sarah Michelle Gellar in, in Cruel Intentions. Like, yeah. I, I don't see this. And I still didn't see it when she was dressed like a free people catalog. Yeah. I was like, no. I was like, you don't look super 19... Well, I guess 1970s rich. I didn't, yeah. I didn't see that. I was just like, nah. Um, I guess that's basically all I had. I mean... I think that the one thing I did like about Joan Allen's fashion was that she was very like, she kind of had like style and the cuts of her clothes were from the fifties, but it was very like seventies color palette. Mm -hmm. I guess I could say, um, she had a very like, a very like vintage style, but Sigourney Weaver's was like current. If we are yeah. in the seventies, like she was the trendy one because didn't, um, Joan Allen, like, she would wear, like, turtlenecks with, like, the vest. Like, mm -hmm. very just, like, matronly kind of outfits. But that was things that would be, like, hold over from, like, the 60s or the 50s. And, like, those yeah. pussy blow um, bow blouses that they were, mm -hmm. like, seen as kind of matronly, I guess, at that time. And it was more of, like, what Sigourney Weaver was wearing. Like, halter tops and, like, chunky jewelry and really, like, kind of flashy and cool, I think. Yeah. So, yeah. It's pretty neat. But yeah, cool. Do you have any more for fashion? Nope. Cool. Uh, let's move on to music. Michael Dana says did the music, but there are a few songs that I heard throughout. Did you hear anything cool? Um, I only remember that like really haunting score. Um, like oh yeah, that's probably Michael Dana, I guess. Yeah. Um, I um I I guess there are some songs I didn't really take note of any. Um. Oh, what, I did. What about you? I had Frank Zappa, Dirty Love, um, Wilson Pickett, Sugar Sugar, uh, Harry Nick, Nis was it Nicholson or Nilsson for Coconut? I just heard that in Practical Magic. Oh. So when I heard it, I was like, wait, I just heard this in another movie. <laughs> it was Practical Magic. I have is, to say that I'm glad I finally saw that movie. <laughs> is that the, you put the lime in the coconut uh -huh. and shake it all? You know? Yeah. I hate that song so much. It's like, just I heard it and I was like, wait, I just heard this somewhere. <laughs> but I guess it was a popular song. And then David Bowie, I Can't Read. A lot of them were like really low in the background. Oh, okay. <clears throat> yeah, which is interesting. But there's a lot on the soundtrack. There's actually kind of a lot. But the score was really good. I liked the like flute kind of score that mm -hmm. they had, which yeah. is really cool. Especially with the cinematography. That's what I really loved about it was that it just looked really great. Like just... Mm -hmm. All of the rooms, especially the rooms in, I think it was Mikey's house because it has like the drum set and it had like that, those round chairs that were like a berry color. They were like mm -hmm. super 60s and had like a mushroom ottoman. Yeah. Which was kind of cute. Um, cool. Alrighty. Well, favorite scenes and lines. What do you um, got? I'm trying to think. I like the scene of, um, 
Paul and Wendy talking on the phone from his boarding school mm-hmm. um, and how they both call each other Charles. I, I just yeah. that's cool. I, um, it um, seems like one of the few relationships in this movie that is kind of like genuine and like sweet, you know, and like real. Um, that's true. So. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, I um love the shit show that is Thanksgiving dinner when like you know um Kevin Klein asked Wendy to say grace. Um, and <laughs> I love her grace too. Yeah, I'm just like. I mean, if you do it, if you if you do it bad enough the first time, they won't ask you to do do it again. And <laughs> know, you know, right? like, and you know, for you know, millennials, that's not that's not that's not weaponized incompetence, as you so <laughs> call it. It's just good strategy. So, like, <laughs> yeah, it's just strategy. That's all it is. Like, I mean, I I, I remember employing this exact same thing when. Um, like, um, uh, my dad asked me, me to say grace, and I use. The, I I verbatim use what Whoopi Goldberg says in Sister Act, you know, which is, "Dear Lord, bless us, O Lord, for these thy gifts which we are about to receive." And yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of no food, <laughs> I shall fear no hunger. I want you to give us this day our daily bread, and to the republic for which it stands, and by the power invested in me, I pronounce us <laughs> ready to eat. <laughs> what did they say were they all like charles they just they they're, they're just like thank you <laughs> they, they didn't know <laughs> they did i think they just thought i was, I was being a smart ass so, like. that's so funny <laughs> oh my god i just love the fact that i just wrote so christina is a watergate theorist and like conspiracy theorist and she's like not really conspiracy because i guess this was like an actual thing she's just finding out all these different things about um you know different commissions that had come out like dean's investigation of like watergate and the whole thing and nixon is president and she's like really just like i guess tuned in yeah which is well i guess like watergate watergate didn't really pick up steam until like I think like next year is when it started to get a lot more intense. So, mm-hmm. um, I think it, you know, I think Nixon resigned in August of 1974, I want to say. So, God. I mean, that's just wild. But I guess until that happened, it was just all kind of theories. So, yeah, until it, well, yeah, until they were like, yo, we have enough to, yeah, like skedaddle, dude. This would be your best idea. It's not like that now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I did love that, like, that was her thing when she was on the phone. Then I, I just loved all the greens in that whole house. It was all, mm-hmm. like, yellows and greens and really citrusy, which I thought was really cool. <laughs> I was like, Peter fucking Parker. I was like, <laughs> they must have watched this and been like, yeah, he'd make a great Peter Parker because he is such, like, that guy. Yeah. Like, the bumbling kind of... Ooh, like Francis, his roommate, um, David Crumholtz. This is what I did. Like, I wish that it kind of felt like I did that movie, The Boys, um, which had Winona Ryder and like Lucas Haas. Lucas uh-huh. Haas is also um in the Pussy Posse with Leonardo DiCaprio, who also is Tobey Maguire's friend. Oh, okay. And they're like uh, Kevin Conley's the other one, and like they're like they did a lot of movies and stuff there's that don's plum movie that we'll eventually cover for patreon which is that movie that like toby and leo like sued the guys who made to like stop it from coming out but it's on um youtube but anyway so like they all did movies together and this reminds me like the bits where toby was in the boarding school reminded me of boys because that took place in a boarding school but it just like had the weirdest casting that story was everywhere it was like I think the story was changed. Skeet Ulrich was in it, but like not really. And Winona was like trying to carry this thing, but it was tough because of the script. Mm-hmm. But this one, I feel like it, when you saw the bits at boarding school, like I wish that element was brought into boys because yeah. they didn't have any good like supporting characters. But I do love David Crumholtz. I don't know when he started. If this was 97 or 96, I, he had like a separate card like on the t- uh, the credits oh okay. he was like pretty high up there so i wonder if he'd done something before because after this he was doing like 10 things i hate about you and then he was in 
um free freaks um, and geeks i i like also um i also i I guess i know him because he was a special guest star on like a pretty like hardcore episode of er Um, oh was he yeah it's um well he plays a schizophrenic patient who ends up stabbing dr carter and a medical student um no wait what year was this was he young um yeah yeah he, well i guess it was season six so i guess 99 2000 um, oh wow okay but it's um but like the two episodes that he's in i think is sort of universally agreed to be like two of the best episodes like of the entire show oh so, wow yeah yeah, he's really good. He's in, also in Slums of Beverly Hills. Oh, um, that's right. Natasha um, Leone and everything. I, I think he's also in Adam's Family Values, also with uh, Christina Ricci. Oh, yeah, that's right. I was going to say he's worked with Christina again, too. But yeah, he's in a lot. He's in The Deuce uh, more recently. And I think he works with like the Seth Rogen kind of guys. Like he was in oh, Sausage okay. Party. And I think he might be in like, because he was in Freaks and Geeks, so yeah, yeah. he knows like Apatow. So I think he's done some Apatow stuff, but he's really funny. And then he yeah. was in that show Numbers, which was like oh, a okay. show that was on CBS. It was on for like a while. So yeah, I really like him. I like that he was in it and he was like the ladies man because yeah. he like never <laughs> usually is like his other roles. He also was in Undeclared. Did you ever watch Undeclared? Yeah, yeah, it was good. I, yeah, it I was really it. good. Yeah, I really like that. This was really good. So. So yeah, I I liked seeing him in it. I was like, oh my god, cool! That's so rad. Uh, what's another scene that you have, or do you have any quotes? I only had one. Um, I'm trying to think. Um, I um I f- forget what what it was, but like, I like that quote when um I, I I like that scene when Joan Allen sort of runs into that pastor um at like the oh, book yeah. sale. And then she runs into him again at like the key party, and she's just like, um, and she he like says he says something about a wolf in, in the sheep, and she's just like, really, or something. I, don't, I can't remember <laughs> what, what it was, but like, <laughs> it reminded me very much of like scenes you would see in like Six Feet Under. Yeah, yeah. Like it, it really reminded me of like also that kind of style too. Mm-hmm. Like it, I would put that in that that kind of style too, which is really funny. Um, I love I love that when you find out that like Sigourney Weaver and Kevin Klein are having an affair and like Kevin Klein's just like ranting they've they've like just slept together in her house and he's like ranting about like this bullshit at work and she's like hey hey Ben (laughs) and she's like can you stop rambling and he's like why what's going on she's like I already have a husband and I don't want another shut the (laughs) fuck up this is not this is not our relationship i really love that i thought that was really good and i love that she has a fucking waterbed oh my god that's so 70s i thought there was more of like an 80s thing but i guess it was a 70s thing yeah waterbed but have have you ever known anyone who's had a waterbed i've been to like a party where someone's parents had a waterbed and oh. i like got on it but i've never like been on it another time than that where we all like sat on it we're like whoa do you <laughs> have you I, have you ever known anyone with one um I, I i think same i was at like someone's house and like their parents had one and um and i was like how are you not freaking out right now there's like what oh yeah i, I guess it's cool <laughs> you know that's like <laughs> eerie like what are your parents doing up on that water <laughs> like why i would be like it's it's almost like people who have like it's one thing if you like live in la or whatever and you're like that type but I'm just thinking of, like, people in the 70s who had, like, mirrors on their ceilings and shit, who had, like, kids, <laughs> yeah. who were like, yeah, that's my parents' weird, like, you know, waterbed and, like, mirror on their ceiling. Uh, I'd be well, like, weird. It, uh, it helps, it makes the room feel bigger, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, like, so odd. I'd be like, please lock that room so I never can see anything. Yeah. Like, I never know you have that. But the waterbed is, like, so odd. I, I have to tell you this really horrible story. What? Um, I was oh, over. No. I, I I was over at someone's house, and Uh-oh. I was um, I was I was I was sleeping over, and um, I um, I think like uh, they gave me their bed, and so I was just um, I was just sort of lying in the bed, and I was I was like watching something on my phone, and just kind of like had my arm sort of like you know like above my head, and mm-hmm. my my fingers were just kind of like you know like kind of like you know just like slowly kind of searching around and they sort of uh um they sort of like w- just like wandered kind of like behind the baseboard 
Um, and uh-huh. I, uh, I like felt something sticky and then I like pulled them off and I was like, what is that? That's sticky. And then I was like, I was like, this is lube. And Ew. then your mind starts doing all these mental gymnastics to how it like, how it got to the other side of, of the baseboard and you oh put two God. and two together. And it's, it's, it's something you can't unsee. Oh <laughs> so, my God. Like, Did you just like leap out of the bed and be like, I have I, to go to the bathroom and watch I, just kind of had like a Sophie's Choice kind of silent scream moment where I was like, oh, oh god, <laughs> that's so fucking gross. It was it was so awful. Ew, it's so terrible. Ugh, it's like so eerie and like so fucking weird. I feel like this is this is like. I also kind of thought this would be the perfect backdrop for some kind of like murder story to happen to. Like, in the woods with, like... It felt very Clockwork Orange, too. Something about that modern house Mm -hmm. felt very Clockwork Orange. Like, very, like, Kubrick adjacent. (laughs) Like, not Kubrick at all. But, like, you know, (laughs) kind of inspired by it, I guess. But waterbeds freak me out. Um, If you have a waterbed or you have ever had one, then let me know. Because I'm kind of curious, like, why? (laughs) Why'd you have one? Did yours burst? I heard they used to burst a lot. Mm. Like they would get holes and stuff. And that would leak. not be good, especially if you're like no. in an apartment. <laughs> like, I mean, oh yeah, because you imagine even if you're in a house, like that's just what is in it. Yeah, like it's not water. It's not like regular water. It's got to be like something thicker. But it is kind of eerie. <laughs> you're yeah. like, why do you want this? <laughs> like this is strange. Like I know maybe it helps with your back or something. There's probably like that was the original. I wonder yeah. if you can even buy one now. Like, can they, you even I mean, buy a waterbed now? It, Seems like the, I mean, it seems like mattress material is probably far more advanced. So I guess whatever advantages you would be getting from a waterbed, you could probably get from like a thermos spring or something. You know? Oh yeah, you're like, right. Well, hopefully my phone's listening and I'll get lots of waterbed ads because I, I actually <laughs> want to know like, what's the deal? I'm sure if you're rich enough, you can ask for a waterbed. Yeah. You know, like, they'll make it for you. Um, Let's see. What else do I have? Um, I love when the mom starts stealing because she just like wants to i love when people like want to feel something like when they want to like change their life and really like go for it they start doing things like that they did when they were eight like riding a bike into town and stealing (laughs) something and running out but then she i love how she like gets caught i thought i totally thought she was gonna when they were like excuse me uh mrs like what's her name not hood excuse me mrs hood like they know her yeah she's like um i was like girl keep walking keep fucking walking (laughs) you're already outside the store just keep going and like did you forget something i was like oh rookie mistake why did you turn back so yeah that was that was kind of crazy if she just like that's how you decide to really express your like fact that your husband's having an affair and you just lost control of your life and you don't know what to do, and you're married to fucking Kevin Klein. That <laughs> help you. Um, uh, yeah, of oh. course. Oh yeah, what's up? Oh no, I was gonna say his character's such a piece of shit. <laughs> such a piece of shit. Um, and then I just wrote like, okay, this is really weird. Uh, I love that Grace. I wrote not this weird scene with Wendy wearing a Nixon mask, but her dad <laughs> walks in. I was like, wait, isn't it weird why he's there? I was like, like, yeah, can we maybe turn turn this around and question what are you doing in this empty house? Like, yeah, <laughs> not to mention, like, you know Christina Ricci would be in here because she's hooking up with the guy. Like, yeah. you already know about that. I'm surprised she wasn't like, Dad, why are you here? Mm-hmm. Like, I know why I'm here. Why are you here? And he just, like, strolled in like he lived there with, like, wine. Yeah. And he was like, <laughs> hey, I'm like, you heard sounds. Who the fuck did you think it was? Yeah. <laughs> like... <laughs> so weird yeah he doesn't get questioned but i was like why is he there this is so (laughs) gross and bad um i wrote yeah allison janney is the best neighbor and of course she's having a key party like of course (laughs) um yeah this is when i thought i was like paul making it to the city going to libet can we get her a different name does it have to be libet what the fuck is that i was like i was like god i mean you could 
I mean, just open up the like phone book and it'll just like, like look for a, a more interesting name, a better name. Anything, yeah, a better name. Anything. Anything, a, anything but Libets. God. Yeah, right. I was like, what? I was like, Lilibet? I was like, I'm watching The Crown right now. So I'm just like, Lilibet? What? No, oh, it's Libets? What the fuck is that? What's a Libet? It sounds like something that something it is. Sounds like a oyster or a barnacle that like lives on like the shore in like very rough cold waters and you know like you know like a, you know attaches itself to like you know the head of a porpoise or a turtle or something you know it definitely does like, <laughs> i was just watching the freshwater episode of planet earth 3 mm. um before i was before we came on here and i was just like ooh, freshwater and they were showing like these fish that like play dead on the surface oh and then cool. they leap off yeah they like leap and then they they like eat these other fish they're pretty <laughs> cool i was like this is so cool um, yeah, I think I didn't know there was a new one. I didn't know there was like Planet Earth three. There's another prehistoric one, right? Um, yeah, there's a Netflix one called Life on Our Planet, which is just sort of the history of life on Earth. Oh, um, is that? Have you seen that one? It's yeah, it's good. It's you know, it's narrated by Morgan Freeman. Um, oh, okay. Um, you know, I mean, it's um, um, it's uh, it's been. I thought that um, it's been getting a lot of comparisons to um, Prehistoric Planet, which is that Apple series. No, oh, that one's pretty. Um, but that's like, like top tier. I, I mean, it, it was fine, but Prehistoric Planet is still like the best. It's like god tier. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And for as far as the wildlife documentaries, would the best one still be Planet Earth, David Attenborough? Um, I mean, I, I think I, I think you can't go wrong with like anything, David Attenborough. Um, yeah, that's like true. I mean. Um, he has one called The Private Life of Plants, which is all just, you know, it's frankly all about the private life of plants. Um, and it's, um, and you wouldn't, and I, I, I guess I didn't think I would find it interesting, but it was, it was really, really cool. Oh, um, cool. He also has, um, he also has like these individual series about groups of life. So he has one called The Life of Birds. Um, it's like a oh. ten part miniseries all about birds. And he has Life of Mammals, which I thought was good, but I thought Life of Birds was better. Are those um, on BBC? Some of them he has on Netflix now, right? Yeah, th- I, I, I think they're all scattered throughout like the BBC and Netflix and Prime oh. and oh, you know, okay. um I I think they're also um some might be on Curiosity Stream. What's um, that? I think it's sort of like a Discovery Channel based streaming service. So they all do like, you know, nature shows oh. and documentaries and stuff like that. So, oh, cool! Yeah, neat. I got. I really. I just. Oh, but I did not realize there was a Planet Earth three. Yeah, that that was. I think it said that the original air date was the twelfth. So, oh, I guess cool. it came out the, a few weeks ago. I, let me see. I think that's what I was watching. I was watching BBC America. Oh, okay. Planet Earth three. Planet Earth three. Uh, the newest episode was season five, November nineteenth, twenty twenty three. So yeah, we're we're in the I don't know how many episodes per season, but five have been out so far. Okay, cool. So yeah, that's pretty cool. I mean, it's crazy how there's just more. Yeah, like (laughs) it's nuts. I um, this is sort of getting into deep, deep nerd territory, but there was. There was also a series that came out a few years ago called The Future. I'm sorry, The Future is Wild. And What's that? it was all about what would happen to life on Earth after humans go extinct. Oh. And so it took it took place in three segments. One was like what life would look like in five million years, what life would look like in a hundred million years, and in two hundred million years. And it was, it's all, you know, it's all like speculative, but it it was still really cool. So Um, what do they think is going to happen in, in like the first 5 million? So they think that, um, there's going to be sort of a second cert, like, um, that basically, um, all of the animals that go extinct now, like the whales and, you know, I mean, they're they're most likely probably going to go extinct soon, like whales, seals, big cats, dogs. They're all going to replace, be replaced by smaller mammals. So, you know, they're saying that, you know, like, uh, you know, big predators could be replaced by, you know, like bats or by like, uh, you know, by oh. like um, weasels or like mongoose or, you know, that like maybe 
like uh, you know, aquatic birds could evolve to take the place of whales in the ocean. Um, Wait, so why are whales going extinct? I mean, just because. I mean, I mean, just you know, just you know, for environmental stuff or hunting. I mean, you know, uh, they're they're just in danger. I you know, their they food probably supplies. Yeah, they probably there. won't last very long. So, hmm. but you know, yeah, it was good. Cool. I heard that they think there's going to be another ice age, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Like in the um, future. And um, uh, and um, apparently this all leads up to fish evolving powered flight and squid moving onto land. Oh <laughs> so, shit! Yeah, that's like further in the future, like even further. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so humans still gone? No dinosaurs? No, nothing's big. Well, not exactly. Um, they think that big reptiles might evolve again, but it, they would just be different. You know, they're, oh. they're saying that, you know, possibly turtles could evolve to, you know, maybe if the planet gets hot, like hot enough because reptiles need warm environments. Oh, so yeah. they're saying that happened, then, you know, maybe turtles could evolve to be like next kind of, you know, huge life forms. Could what happened in the last of us actually happen? The cordyceps uh. and like the world heating up in our body temperatures no i, I mean no I suppose, I suppose it's possible but i think it's all speculative yeah it's pretty like out there yeah it'd be pretty hard for it to be a contagious a contagion yeah, yeah it's one thing it would happen to one person yeah that's true that's been like a big rage is like we're past zombies and we're now like they're doing more films that have like that cordyceps infection. Yeah, they, like The you, Last of Us. Yeah, it it, it, it it was cool for about five minutes, and so you need to come up with something new. <laughs> yeah, just make them like I heard they they might do twenty eight years later. Yeah, that'd be cool. I heard Killian said that if Danny Boyle is you know gonna do it, then he like if and the other guy who wrote it, Alex something, I think he said like if they are you know in, then he's like I'm fucking in. Cool, I'm so in. Um, let's see. I do love when they're at uh, Libet's place and they just like start taking random pills that the mom has in the cabinet <laughs> yeah. and just passing out completely. And you see Paul just kind of like, oh, the fuck? Like, this yeah. sucks. And then just kind of like leaving, running back. I do love when uh, Jim and Elena are like the last ones at the key party. And then you see like they go into the car and she's like, let's go. He's like, let's go for a drive. She's like, okay. I'm like, ice storm like outside i don't know why anyone's doing any of this but they're just like yeah let's go so she gets in the car and then he looks over at her and he just looks like really scared to kiss her at first and then she just goes like do these seats go back <laughs> and he's like uh yeah and they like oh. and then they have like the most clumsy awkward i don't even know what the fuck it is i, I was like does was, does that even count as anything? Like, I, I mean, mean, it's probably more than she's gotten in a while. Yeah, so, that's true. So that's why I'm going to say that it does. But then she goes, all of a sudden she stops and she's like, wait, hold on one second. I have to go clean up. And then she goes back in and then that's where Ben is, like on the floor of the bathroom. And she's like, let's go. <laughs> I was like, no, she's like, no, that's right. No, she goes, no, I have a ride home. You stay here on the couch. And like he's like, oh, I'll take you home. She's like, no, 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 no. So she like goes you, off. You stay here and think about what you've done. He's like, okay, <laughs> like that's fine. Um, and then of course we get that like horrible. I wrote, OMG, Mikey electrocuted. What the f? Now it's over. Yeah. <laughs> like basically that's it. Like Mikey just being like out in the ice where he just like goofing around and like jumping on that fucking diving board and like doing all these things that would like kill you. Yeah, when you could be in a warm house. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, I, you know, you know, back then we didn't have you know, phones. You sort of had to create your own adventures. So. I guess so. Yeah, his brother's <laughs> off sleeping with a neighbor that he wanted to sleep with. Yeah. So that whole thing was very awkward. It was all a very weird, a very weird time. And I was wishing that. I forgot if Prozac Nation has Thanksgiving in it. I think it does, but we need to review that because I love watching Jessica Lang and Christina Ricci like chain smoking, yelling at each other like full volume, <laughs> literally like in an apartment, we like shrieking. It's like so. It's like my therapy. <laughs> like people want like. It's like someone said on Twitter the other day. They're like, "How can you write? Like, how can you work without like?" with like uh with the tv on and it's like literally real housewives arguing is like white noise to me <laughs> it's like just put it on in the background and i'll totally be able to tune it out it's like so good 
God. Well, I mean, everyone out there should join the Patreon. We have to decide when we're going to do the punk singer, but we are going to do it. Um, I'll have to group text this week about it. Cool. And then we'll find out when we're going to do that. But do you have any more parting words for the ice storm? This was a somewhat Thanksgiving film. Yeah, I um, I mean, it's it's a it's a slow burn, but I I do think the payoff is ultimately worth it. I think it's a good movie, and um, it's not exactly something I want to watch again, but I'm glad that it's something I watched. So yeah, same. You know, I watched yeah, it. Yeah, it was good. I like Ang Lee, so I'm glad I got to see another Ang Lee film. Um, and yeah, it was just like the cast was great. That's a mm-hmm. was a huge draw for me. So they did. They did well in that way that I think they got like the best cast ever. I, you know, there is nothing more entertaining than a disillusioned housewife who's just like chain smoking and, you know, just, just being like, oh, pass the wine, you know? (laughs) And Alice and Janney hosting a dream key party. (laughs) (laughs) Like, sounds pretty good. But um, I don't know what we're going to do next week, but until the next one, we'll see you later. Bye. Bye.